Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host, and your dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me here today, we have... Daniel, playing Jet Fleet. Hey, all playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Fall Rock. I'm Matt, and I play Layla. Waffle, playing Baron Haiku of the Swirling Gale. We do not have any fresh fan mail. Uh, so, who wants to go over the recap of what happened last time? We got back from our coronation and had a strategy meeting. Yep, and we're going to go find an... Well, where we think... Well, we're going to try to find uh, one of the tree ships that Basil and Ivy didn't get to go check in on. And go dungeon, air quotes, dungeon delving. Um... Because we need money, and so dungeon delving is our best option right now. <clears throat> the mark of true adventurers is disregard for the dead and their property. Something like that. Especially uh, if it's that, elven property. That cuts real deep. Desmond gave Leolin some hints on unlocking his hatchling powers. Yeah. It was a very vague hint, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Terajax inquired with uh, the new Queen of Spring as to whether he could cash in a favor. Mm -hmm. Which was to conceal the underground complex that the party found in the Hatchling's Horn. So yeah, hopefully that'll be done by the time we get back. Hopefully so. Hopefully. And then we can pile up all our ill-gotten gains in there. Yeah, then we can we can have a a base that we may or may not be able to get to that easily. Because again, yeah, I've been, parking I've been is a problem. But I've been like, we could probably figure out some kind of like big skylight door to open up, and like the tree ship descends down because it's there's a big space down there, potentially big yeah. enough for telephers. We just have to get there. And I'm thinking either from underneath or from up above. Underneath might be easier, actually. Well, the problem is that underneath isn't underneath. It, it goes to extra dimensions. But we'll we'll get to that yeah. later. We'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So, yep. so first thing Leolin wants to do is go inform the dwarves of what's going on, especially the fact that we're going to be going off continent and that if any of them would not want to join <laughs> us on this mission that we can drop them off back at Dying Gaia on our way out, if need be. Okay, that yeah. seems that seems very reasonable. There are a fair few dwarves who look very uncomfortable at the idea of exiting the only solid landmass they've ever known <laughs> in their entire oh, we've lives. We've done it before. It's fun. One of them is def definitely going to be sick at the thought of being just hanging out over the open sky. Yeah. Even though I that's mean, literally how the whole continent works. Yeah, and that's like, Dying Gaia works that way especially. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, there are chains. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I understand. Trust me. Just, you know, still, it'll be okay. How do we think the Aarakocra got here? Uh, none of the dwarves uh, know about Aarakocra. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we flew here. You did. You did fly here. From, from where? Another continent. We should go there. 
It was a great migration. Cool. Mm-hmm. So is he going to be chickening out or? Uh, there are like three or four that ask to be, you know, let off at the nearest town. Mm-hmm. And you, you I mean, can... we'll we'll drop them back. Are you going to be? We'll uh, we'll slow down. Re- are you going to be rejoining us, or is this <clears throat> if is this you, it? If you want to pick us back up when you come back, we can join back on. All right. Well, that's reasonable, at least. Yeah, everything is within reason around here. So when we get close to that town, we'll slow down. We'll get about ten feet off the air, and you just roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Please we'll indoor you stops. No, we'll just actually treat them like <laughs> sentient course. beings and stop and let them off. Good gods. There are crew. I mean, my, my crew I made swim to shore. Like shit, part of the crew. All right, I I take the dwarves back to dying guy and drop them off. Okay. Uh TJM Shuffles off of the the ship for a couple minutes to commune. Oh with, yeah, okay. With the Myconet, um, updating, <laughs> uploading. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uploading. Hang on, guys, we got a we got a software update. <laughs> uh, okay. We, yeah. While we are while we are landed, should we upgrade? We should probably upgrade engine longevity so that we have more gas tank, right? Yeah, I, I, that could be a good thing. Right now we're at like what two weeks? Yes. Okay. Uh, just to be Captain, sure. Captain, what are we looking at as far as uh, power allocation versus available? I, I do not remember. We're we're 14 out of 15 right now. And that's with a lot of extra stuff turned on still. But we could we could Yeah, definitely we could pr- probably turn off the mayonnaise printer. <laughs> I was thinking we could turn off internal security, give the bees a rest since oh, we're yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, true. We're fine with that. Okay. okay. Um, well, other than that, we've got the upgrade forge and weapon systems turned on, but Forge most of our power, most of our power is in the engine. So, okay. But if we, we do have extra point to put into engine longevity if we want to. Um, and and really, what what are the chances that we just get, you know, uh, uh, attacked while we're out over the void? Pretty high. You know, we seem to think about that. We seem to often think, "What are the chances?" And then it happens. So, yeah. We say higher uh, than we think. Lest we forget that somewhere floating out there is the canker. Mind Maybe you, that was the northeast of the continent, not the southwest where we are going now. But it is still something that could happen. Maybe only turn on the bees when we're sleeping. Yeah. Uh, We've got crew that can wake us up. Yeah, yeah. I, like I'm not, I'm not yeah. worried about internal threats as much. Yeah. Who's? How are they going to get onto our ship? Don't ask that question. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you put that out there? Uh huh. They can't. It, they can't teleport, so they would have to physically fly up, and we just have lookouts. Like. Yes. Yes. But they, that could still be a thing that happens. Just don't put that. Don't put that out there. Um. But yeah, we can turn off internal security for now and then put an extra point in longevity so that we can fuel up while we are currently on the ground. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Joe, out of curiosity, what does that bring our total flight time up to? An extra pip in longevity will get you up to three weeks. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, right. Yeah. 
we let the dwarves off. TJM gets back on. Um, Skyship Teliferous take off. Uh, we ascend up into the clouds, and soon we are lost to view among the swirling white. And we go out into the wild blue yonder. A handful of dwarves are, like, crowded around various balconies, <laughs> and some of the more enterprising ones are actually out on the little land circle, peering oh, over the edge. Yeah. Um, some of them are being held back. Like, <laughs> don't lean too oh. far or you'll fall. Before the before the dwarves left, I asked them to check and see if Stoney's got our fruit baskets and <laughs> And if we don't come back, tell Stoney's to keep making them good. Okay. Have a pizza for us. <laughs> we'll be back before you know it. Uh, Stoney's did receive your fruit basket, and you are still banned for life. I'm not God damn it, Leyland! You pulled a gun in a pizzeria. So, you did pull a gun. I'm so sorry. Maybe if a, someone didn't help us with hatchling blood, then you never would have been there in the first place. So you would have effectively been banned for life. So you know. What what's worse, really, to have never known Stonies at all, or to have yeah. Stonies and lost? And lost. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's going to be like the next arc as uh, getting your way Tony's redemption arc yeah I'm ready me too I I will die for the owner of Stoney's pizza (laughs) why don't we we make our own Stoney's with blackjack and hookers what if what if we open a pizzeria yeah And then you don't you don't you don't know what he puts in the secret sauce. Like, yeah, we can be part of our our money making. We're a traveling pizzeria. What if there's actually the long lost Elven pizza recipe in the ship, and it's like mind blowingly good, and we take the whole continent by storm? We we'll put Stoney's out of business. <laughs> Elves don't make good pizza. Wait, we come into Stoney's. Stoney's like, please, you gotta share the recipe with me. I gotta feed my kids. And we're like, we sent the fruit basket, Stoney's. You should have buried the hatchet. Because now we're gonna bury you. Whoa, look, you're not Vinayas the Barber DeMarco. Let's, let's move <laughs> I on might here. Be. You're, you're very much not. Let's move on. Right. So, uh, you are out flying. Yeah, and finding this place is going to require some effort on on your part. Mm-hmm. You have a crude map indicating that it is off to the south somewhere. Past, you know, it was originally on land that was part of Sildal, and got dislodged right. during the hatching. So it has drifted away, um, and you'll need to work out where it is. And this will, of My... course, require a concerted effort, I imagine. Yes. My contribution to this is going to be um, whenever I'm not like actively course correcting the controls. Uh, we're up pretty high, and I've got us like, you know, on lookout duty. But every now and then, I'm gonna drop us down to about like level with where the continents drift, uh-huh. and I'm gonna zoom out off the edge of the ship and do like a big, wide, circling arc. And I am taking, like, wind speed measurements Mm -hmm. because I want to start to create a map of the, like, 
wind currents out here in the same way that you would like map oceanic currents for uh seafaring things i want to get a sense of like where are the jet streams how does the prevailing wind move where are the doldrums things like that and if i can sort of get a sense of like okay the winds are calm here there's a high speed belt here we can maybe use some of that info to predict like if if we know the ship was here at one point these are the winds that would have been affecting it mm -hmm. what kind of check do you want for wind charting abilities man it, it's a real shame that they got rid of you know third edition's <laughs> wind cartography skill yeah I, that's the one thing that like i think they should have kept in four and five e is specifically wind cartography um go ahead and make i don't even know i don't even know what i want to give this um let's do Let's do an insight, let's do an intelligence, and let's do a concentration. Okay. Uh, the insight is really bad. That's going to be a six. Mm -hmm. uh, the intelligence is going to be a seven. Oh, boy. God, please roll dice. That's only going to be an 11 on the concentration. I rolled nothing higher than a six. Well done. <laughs> Um, so here's, here's what happens is you're doing this, you're dipping down and you 100% forget why you are trying to take <laughs> wind measurements. Like you, you get down to the level of the continent and you are immersing yourself in the wind. You're just like, wow, what a <sighs> great, what a great southerly breeze. Fresh air. This open is, I've, I've never sampled uh, a wind like this one before. And you are, you're just like, you're so caught up in the. It's like, it's like being at a vineyard. Yes. <laughs> you're going and you're smelling each, each bottle of wine. You're, you know, squishing the grapes a little bit and you 100% forget that you had a job to do when you started doing this. You're doing it for fun. All right. Sorry, guys. It's just, wow, look at all of it. <laughs> really, it just gets you all choked up. You say gesturing to the void. <laughs> gesturing to the nothingness. It really makes you think, you know? All our problems seem so small. It's like, it's all right if Stoney's never lets us back. It's all right if Falrock doesn't get married, cause, cause there's all this out here, just doing its thing, blowing. Yep. You know what I mean? And I turn, look at the giant ant that's sitting next to me, trying to steal my sandwich. <laughs> it chitters and scurries away. <laughs> all right. I hope someone else does something useful. I'd go to Basil and see if he can help us. There's anything he can do, divination-wise, or anything to help us uh, kind of piece out, uh, you know, our uh, location and uh, kind of like help chart our our course a little bit better. He goes to a cabinet in the back of their cottage and pulls out a collection of wood samples that they took when Teliferous was still sort of horizontal. Um, and he brings them up to the divining room and he's explaining as he works. He's like, 
Now, divination helps. It helps if you have a focus, something similar or related to what you're looking for. Every tree ship that the elves made was unique. It was a, it was its own species, essentially. Um, but there were some characteristics between them that were shared, right? They're all heavily infused with elvish magic and the power of the mythol. Uh, that signature, unfortunately, uh, has faded in the intervening centuries, but we should be able to get at least a weak signal off of off of one of these, and he he takes it out and he's like drawing chalk circles. Would would there be a way to use our mythol to boost the signal? If you wanted to divert, you know, magic to the divining pool room, that that would probably what. What are our options for putting power into the divining room? Like, does it have multiple different categories, or is it just general power? Uh, it's it's just general power, and uh, Desmond would be able to tell you that that you would get a boost on like range and uh, accuracy. I think that would be a good one to have a couple points in because. We're not going to be using it very often, and so when we do need to use it, we can just drop other systems very briefly. We got no points. Uh, so with bees offline, we have two spare points. We put one of those into the engine longevity. That means we have one spare point plus whatever we do for taking things offline. Like, I didn't think we could like open up a new thing with a borrowed point. Well, no, we we just we have a whole bunch of stuff turned off. As long as it's not turned on, we're not using any of those points. Okay, I didn't. I thought we had to like put all the points into the old stuff we were using before we could activate new things. Oh no, uh, I don't no! So. I'm pretty sure new stuff opens up like when we get a point maximum, like new rooms and things. Uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, as long as stuff is turned off, we can move the points around however we need to. Yeah. We just like. We have seven in engine right now, so we can't ever do something that requires us to have all. Of, we we can't do something that requires one of those points while the engine is online. I see. Okay. Because it's it's all or nothing for an upgraded system, but there are a lot of non-essential systems right now that we could. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Bump right, it. Let's turn on the scrying pool. More power to Cerebro. <clears throat> You tree rebro, tree rebro, yeah. You divert a, a power pip into the divining pool, and um, the circles that Basil is drawing in chalk, um, like similar circles, appear in that green sap magic around the exterior of the pool, and he's like, "Oh, oh, this is much better." And he like erases. Oh, I've got a signal now. Yeah. Three and bars. He, he arranges his little blocks of wood in a pattern around himself, and uh, pulls out his spell book, and some leaves fall out of it when he opens it. Um, <laughs> and he starts uh, casting a a divination spell, and the scrying pool as it has in the past uh sort of forms a topographical map of the surrounding area which doesn't really do much because you're you know floating in the middle of the void yeah um 
and there is a faint uh, glowing sort of green pip away to the south southeast. He says, "If if the if this worked right, that will be the general direction of the sister sister ship." Change heading, engines full ahead. And you uh, course correct and take off. I I ask Basil what the name of the other ship is. Do we know? Was it Lost Time? This is the sort of thing that. We it would take a lot of of intensive study to figure out the the names of the tree ships were generally given, but never like elvish histories have them. We do not have access to those histories. Gotcha. Um, they were generally carved into the ship itself, but the name like a lot of the a lot of the carvings are lost when the ship lost power if that makes sense they were sort of magically yeah. magically carved huh okay um well i'm sure we can go find its serial number on the engine or something that would i don't know the the trees would appreciate being called by a serial number but sure sure but it would have a vin <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, like the 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 trees rolled off the assembly line in some order, and they probably kept track of that. Like I said, I'm sure that Sildal has records of all of the tree ships that were in the fleet at the time. Yep. Well, let's hope it's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna go hang out back outside, I guess. It yeah, I just... really hope it's not based on like a Bradford pair or something. God, the smell. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's if it, if it was, it would be dead anyway. So no flowers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you are you are drifting through the void. Uh, We've got uh, dwarves on lookout with spy glasses. Uh, anything anything that approaches, I don't even care if it's a bird. Um, they are to immediately report the findings to the bridge. We're just uh, bugs on a branch in a void, and I'm I'm keeping like a, a, a an ongoing map where I've got Teliferous in the center, and I've got various like chess pieces for reported contacts, and I'm getting measurements at two points so I can track their airspeed relative to us, and anything that is moving in our direction gets flagged. Um, I I'm on like full threat alert. Nothing approaches within two miles without getting uh, categorized and vaporized if necessary. So paranoid. The, no, I'm Lil, just in my element. I, I never get to do air combat. <laughs> Leland's like, well, I have my one good idea, so I'm going to go take a break. And <laughs> he uh, goes up to the sky deck, and depending on the cloud coverage and whatnot... Um, tries to see if there's any shadows out and uh, practice, I guess. Um, is uh, hatchling powers okay? Make a concentration check for me. Uh, that is a total of seventeen. Okay, there are 
shadows up here. Um, Terrajux usually keeps you above cloud level most of the time, um, unless it would suit your needs. But also, they're like clouds out over the anchor aren't super duper common. Unless mm-hmm. there's an anchor storm brewing. Anyway, the point is the sun is shining, um, which means that up on the observation deck there are plenty of shadows from the leaves and the branches um, sort of extending all around. And you like, you feel f- silly at first because you're trying to run from shadow to shadow or like jumping between them. Yeah, every time, I, every time nothing happens, I just curse Desmond. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> That's the process you hear in the your ear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's in the middle of one of these uh, cussing fits that you realize that you're actually not standing in the shadow you were originally. You've you've moved like two feet. <laughs> hey, oh. it's all, all in right. the. <laughs> Leyland has to hula hoop in order to shadow step. <laughs> I kind of like look from the shadow I was in to the shadow where I am now and try to do it again really quick. Um, you are you're, you're concentrating on this and you are immediately hit by a wave of exhaustion. Like it's almost like you just reconstituted your body. Um, without any kind of real magical focus to channel that. Oh. You're very tired. Oh. I like half shocked at myself and half shocked that Desmond wasn't pulling my leg and <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sit up there in like quiet reflection and whatnot on this shocking turn of events for a bit. So splendid. You hear Justin's voice in your ear. I'll have that drink now. <laughs> I, damn it! Now I'm gonna have to steal some money from Terra Chucks. <laughs> um, Farrakh, Ched, Desmond, are you up to anything in particular as we as we travel? Uh, yeah. Farrakh's gonna head up to the sky deck as well and sees Leyland and passes him the water bottle that he brought. It says, you working out too? Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Mm. Looks like an uh, intense session then. Good job. Pats him on the back and then uh, begins more practice with the gauntlets. Very loud and fiery. Yeah. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Whoosh. Ted has been up on the observation deck. And, and I, I don't think this is something that I I recall you ever describing, Joe. Um, is I mean, there ha- I mean, there has to be an atmosphere around us, right? Otherwise, how would we be breathing? But how thick is that, that atmosphere? If I look up, is the sky blue? Yes. Okay. It is so plenty thick. thick with two C's. With two C's. Awesome. Extra carbon? Uh, so <laughs> he is, yeah, there's extra carbon in the air. It's great. Yeah. Um, choking. So That's, plants love it though. It's what we're on the That's ship. How for. The trees get so big. Yeah. 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 So, um, Ched is practicing his wild shaping 
Um, it's a busy day is, up there. Yeah, so so he is uh, while shaping into a water elemental and kind of picking and choosing between various forms of it. Mm. Um, one at at one point he tries um, to emulate a uh, some other birds that he's wild shaped into before and like mixing it with the 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 water elemental wild shape. Um, so that he's like one second a crane and another second a pelican and another just a big duck um, before he he finally just kind of gets worn out and um, tries out different forms on different days but it's just like training okay uh could you make me a constitution check please um 14 Okay, um, so you're you're practicing, you're practicing this, and towards the end of your session, you feel very you're, like you're tired. You're not really thinking about things. You're just kind of shifting through forms by rote, and then you realize that you have like you're a you're in a bird form, but you have a crab claw arm in place of one wing. Oh. Ah, yes, the natural tendency for all animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you going to name this exciting new form? Oh, I mean, what kind of bird am I? Uh, you In tell me. What kind of bird arm? are you? Oh, what, I mean, what did it land on? I didn't choose, I don't think, for the, the crab arm to just, like, pop up. But... What, what bird form were you tr- uh, shifting into when you noticed this? <laughs> Probably a duck. Okay, so you're a duck with a crab arm. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm an ugly duckling now, but one day I'm going to be a beautiful swan. With crab arms. <laughs> with with, with crab. crab arms. With two crab arms. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine a swan with crab arms yes. and uh, long legs? I'm like an... I'm like an AT-AT, but with arms. Oh my god. No, there's a that video game about freaking mixing animals... Joe, what is it? I know you've seen it too. I don't remember what it's called anymore, but I know what you're oh talking about. Oh my god. Oh, um, shoot. I'm going to have to dive here for a second one. <laughs> one more. I have to scroll through all of YouTube. Chad, could you make an insight check for me, please? Uh, sure. Oh no. That is a... That's a six. Good job. You met the, uh, the, the DC5 threshold um this isn't this doesn't happen druids don't don't wild shape into two different things at once okay okay interesting interesting so is that only because i'm in a an elemental form or can i do that with other animals as well only one way to find out well am i exhausted you're pretty tired, but not like it's not like a a Leyland thing where you you did you teleported yourself a short distance. Um, this seems like something you could uh, something you could explore further. Okay, so I'm oh. gonna try and turn into um, a giant lizard with bat wings. The blizzard, it's back. <laughs> the the bargain bin dragon. 
Hang on a second. Could you? All right. There may have been a, a misunderstanding here. Clarify for oh, me, please. Okay. Were yeah. you shifting using your wild shape to turn into different animals, or you were a you would wild shaped into a water elemental and you were reshaping your water elemental form into different animals? Oh, I was reshaping my water elemental form okay. into different animals. This is yeah. all right. We're gonna retcon something here then. Okay. Um, okay. Well, shit. You were a water elemental in the shape of a duck, but one of your wings was that of an earth elemental rather than a water elemental. Oh, Even better. What? Wow. I thought you were okay. turning into different birds, and then you were a duck with a, a crab arm, which was th what I was trying to get across here. But no, you were a water elemental shaped like a duck, which is a different. It's a different yes. thing. Yes. But okay. it's the same underlying principle of hatchling blood done did major wild shape wacky yes interesting okay. as we saw briefly in the lab although that's weird because i feel like your wild shape should have worked more normally in there than it did outside but I've... whatever i don't know anything i'm just an aviator uh-huh so and i'm not even any my... good at that how about my attempt at a uh a dragon Joe. I mean, you can you can take on the shape of a dragon made of water without any of the characteristics of a dragon. Oh no, I was going to try and turn into an actual lizard with oh bat with wings. bat wings. Yeah. Um, make a concentration check. Ooh. Um, what is concentration? Did we? Oh, we've yeah. That's constitution. Yeah. Right. We changed. Okay, we're going with the old. I'm like, it's not on my ability scores. Duh. It's it's a so, habit that I will never break. Yeah. Um that is a that is an eighteen. Alright. Uh so you, you turn into an actual lizard and you have like one bat wing and one stumpy quasi formed bat wing uh on the other side. Terrifying. It's not very pleasant. It doesn't work very well. Um okay. but again, this doesn't happen. Druids yeah. don't do this. Well, maybe they should do it more often. It sounds rad. <laughs> yeah. Called Animal Fight Club, by the way. I finally found That's the, it. the video yes. game. Yep. Uh, not sponsored. Not a sponsored stream. No. But just saying, if if you like, if you like what's going on right now, you might like that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So everybody's everybody's up uh, up on the observation deck training for a good chunk of this trip. Desmond, are you up to anything in particular? I am in the sanctuary in a giant sphere of water, uh, cross-legged meditating and like a trying to replicate what Basil had, had done with his divine stuff in my own way. That's kind of an amazing mental image. I love that picture. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, so you're... Are you trying to pinpoint the other ship? Or yeah. are you just trying to that's work on... It is, like, in my head. But okay. I'm trying to, like, figure out if there's, like, any other details that Aquila can give me that might be interesting. Like, you know, adding color to the, the black and white picture that we got. Sure. Uh, go ahead and make, again, either insight or religion. 19. 
So you are, you're sitting in there, you're meditating, you're concentrating, and you can feel, because you're so tuned into Teliferous, you yeah. have sort of, you have both this divine sense and your innate understanding of, of tree ships that you don't, like, it's it's almost reflexive. Desmond doesn't know how tree ships work on a mechanical level, but you can intuit. It's instinctive. Yes. Um, it's kind of pulling you in the more, uh, you know, in a more refined direction than Basil's divination was able to get. And you also have a sort of a mental image of what this, this second tree ship looked like in its, in its prime. Um, it was much more of a, uh, like an evergreen tree ship. Ooh. Um, sort of conical. It had needles that were, I mean, big, big needles, like the size of an arm. Yeah. Um, like I might see where the the entrance and exits were and stuff like that. Yeah, you you definitely have a sense of sort of points of egress and even the interior structure. Um, not like a very fine-grained picture, but you get the general sense, you know, like, engines yeah. are on the bottom, obviously. Command deck is lower than it is on Teliferous, that sort of thing. Yeah, but I could go to the bridge based on... Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, can I pull up ship systems from where I'm at, or do I have to be in the chair? You have to be in your chair for that. So I guess after that, we'll go up to the chair and make a slight adjustment to our heading so that we can get there faster. Perfect. Oh, that's refreshing. Finally, finally a chance for some of y'all to practice with the new new toys that I've been waiting to give you. <laughs> um, after about six days or so in flight you start to see a little chunks of land that are sort of spun off and they have tiny little tethers to the anchor attached to them. Um, Ooh. And eventually you find a, a larger chunk of land with a consummately larger tether um, that has what looks like from a distance um, sort of a petrified forest on it. Um, and make anybody who's sort of on lookout, keeping an eye on this sort of thing, or just wants to, to try and see it after your lookout dwarves, you know, land ho. Um, anybody who wants to can make a perception check. Okay. Yeah. 15. 12. A uh, total of 20. Only an 11. It's 25. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. So Desmond and Falrock uh, use their brains and borrow telescopes from <laughs> from the dwarven crew. Oh, you're talking... <laughs> I can just freeze water and make lenses, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um... You see that it looks... So there, there's this petrified forest. Um, it looks like there are houses or buildings of some description uh, scattered amongst the the trees, both on the ground and up in the canopy. 
there is also a furrow that is sort of dragged through this chunk of land um, that goes from one side to the other, basically. Um, mm. Like something large was was dragged across it. Oh. Uh, any signs of movement? Any life out on there? I mean, the petrified forest, you said, but like... Is there anything... It, anything alive there? Not that you can see. Hey, Valrock, this is a forest you can fill at home in, right? <laughs> Damn! Desmond, you've been to what feels like home for me. This is not it. Rocks everywhere. It's <laughs> a forest. All right. Oh, I'm going to take us not... in, Captain. Laylin, up on the guns. I need you ready in case there's trebuchets. I'm already... Ritual casting locate. I mean, creatures. if there's anything here, it could be some elves that serve. Yeah, but if they start firing on us, we need you to destroy Vaporize their. Vaporize them? The, destroy yeah. their surface to air implements, and then after that, we'll talk peace. <laughs> yeah, we're. <laughs> Once we have established air superiority, then we can negotiate. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I will not negotiate while the skies are contested. It's just dishonorable. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to do a, a loop around the outer edge of the island so that our door gunners have lots of opportunities to scope out the situation. Do you have door uh, guns? <laughs> we do now. <laughs> we've got Leyland up on the main guns, and then we've got, like, a couple dwarves with crossbows standing on balconies. Okay. I was like, I don't recall you installing any, like, mounted installations. Well, once we get one of those um, ornithopters from Hopsinopolis, we are absolutely going to have dwarven door gunners. <laughs> right. Door gunners, if you will. I won't. Right. Um, we want Chud to do any sort of recon, or... I think he's doing ritual stuff right now, so... Uh just gonna loop around a couple times give everybody the chance to maybe make another set of perception checks draw out any spell fire or lightning bolts or whatever else might be defending this island when and I'm also the, look for a landing spot when i'm on the guns do i get any sort of like enhanced like do i do i have like a scope where i'm like can like, you have a little bit like of zoom? zoom you get a little okay. bit of zoom on the guns um Probably about what a telescope would give you. Gotcha. Um, anybody who wants to make a second perception check can. As you. I can circle. do that while I'm ritual casting. Uh, yeah, except for Ched, who is yeah. who's busy casting locate plants. Creature. Uh, locate creature total, plants. Total nineteen. Another twenty-five. Uh, that one's only a ten. Nobody spots any any signs of movement or life on this little little chunk of uh, petrified forest. Ched, okay, your what specifically are you looking for with your locate? Are you just reaching out to see what's there? Yeah, anything on the island locate creature. So I'm not. I can't find animals or plants, but I can find. I think sentient. Yeah, actually, I don't think that creature is restricted. In any, I think it's broader than I think it is. So yeah, just kind of focusing on the island with locate creature. Um, you get some pings for like 
bugs. But that's about it. For what? Bugs. Insects. Oh. Beetles. So no no humans, no elves. Nope. Okay. I I let whoever is near I don't even know where I am right now. Uh I'm just gonna issue the info on the comms that I don't think that the island is inhabited. Splendid. Yeah. Uh, I guess we go in roughly the direction of the scrape. Um, the furrows. Because that's... Tresha's probably what caused that. So, Goodness. Who'd have thunk? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you you fly on in towards towards this island, and you are not beset by surface to air missiles or sting <laughs> uh, missiles. Yeah, there's no there's no anti aircraft guns pointed at you. Um, it just looks like just land. All right. Uh, yeah, I set us down on the, I guess near the furrow, but uh-huh. not directly in it. And. Uh, Signal to Desmond to power up the bees to full stinginess. And uh, let's assemble our team. Bees are a go. Now slap us with a fly spell and we'll get down there. Uh, we're just... We could just walk out. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if you want to... You want to walk like a poser, that's fine. Look, I'm just saying that maybe we want to save the fly spell for... Like, every fly cast on you is one lightning bolt, not cast at the enemy. I get to fly back into the ship. Fair? Okay. If I have any slots remaining, I will use one to fly you back to the ship. Alright, I'm I'm watching. Alright. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you land, right. and you exit. Um, the ground here is very dusty and chalky. Um, you say chalky? Chalky, mm-hmm. yes. Ched, make a nature check. Ooh, nat 20. Ooh. Oh. This, this island is, like, dead in terms okay. of life signs. You suspect that beetles are about the only thing that you'll find here in terms of living creatures. There isn't any real grass or anything like that. It's it's a desiccated, dusty husk. Okay. Desiccated. Okay. I think we should go investigate the furrow. It's probably been sucked dry. Yeah, probably, yeah. Do we want to check with Basil first about the Basil and Ivy? If they have any ideas about I, where I think began? we should just bring them along since they're yeah, the. Yeah, want to like take samples and stuff, right? And then yeah. people there. They can do science. <laughs> they can do science. You know the way science works. You okay, want to come so do some experiments. They set out their uh, their field lab and start collecting samples and tell you it'll be two weeks before they're processed. Oof. <laughs> oh no! Well, it's fun for them at least. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go down to this furrow and I'm looking around for things like. Um, Elvish skeletons, or needles, or chunks of bark, or any any other signs. Uh, I guess that would depend. Desmond, did you share your your vision of the second ship with anybody? 
No, I wanted to be cool and do it on my own. And oh, I mean, well, like, uh, I'm going down there looking for leaves and bark and uh, giant acorns. Uh huh. Like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Make, an... Make an investigation check for me. I'm stepping over all these stupid needles trying to find something from a tree. I'm walking God. straight to it. <laughs> I, I rolled a two. I'm not even going to dignify that with adding up a result. Yeah, no, you don't You don't really find it. Wow, this sure is, this sure is a, a, a big old trench in the dirt, huh? Yeah, it's... Hey, Jeff, hit me with a fly so we can, we can get where we need to go. All right, I slap Desmond on the back, and then we both take into the air. Yep. All right. I go, I go straight there. there. Yeah, I'll just follow him. <laughs> Okay. Uh, where where exactly are you going? Just to the like the end of the furrow? Yeah, we'll go there first, and then I just kind of wanted to, since I know roughly where I'm going, I was going to point him out to the entrances and exits, and I was going to gonna go ahead and look. Oh, for the that. the um, second ship isn't on this landmass. Yeah. Ah, okay. Then yeah, that, we're gonna go. We're like looking for signs of it to figure out. It, did someone take it? Did it? teleport what happened it crashed we we they told us that well yeah <laughs> it crashed, but it's unlikely that there would be nothing left of it after a crash well no it made these marks in the ground yeah and then continued in a direction presumably away from these marks right we're just gonna figure out which way well so yeah we can we can figure out the direction of the impact pretty easily I also want to look and see if there's any evidence here of, like, what caused the crash. If it was literally just, like, falling out of the sky due to a mythol. I thought it was supposed to be that this thing hit a landmass and then the landmass broke off. So it's like, if that were the case, oh. why is the tr why would the tree then continue on off the landmass? Consider, it should be embedded here. Consider the, the momentum case. of something traveling quickly horizontally and then losing its source of lift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like plowing into. Okay, I guess my next question is: Does this furrow go like all the way up to the edge of where this yeah, island it's, ends? It's and it's like legitimately, it, it goes from one side to the other, and the furrow opens to the void on either side. Okay, it's like a clean. Okay. If that's the case, yeah. how do we know it didn't just fall into the anchor? Because I know where it is. Yes. Presumably. Desmond has we some don't, sort of... We don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing we have to consider now is, um, and I want Ched for this, uh, we have to consider which direction was this island pointing at the time of the crash versus now, because it could have spun. And what I'm oh. thinking is, Ched... There's like moss grows on one side of a tree oh, but not another or something because it's like petrified, yeah. So it's like frozen in a moment of time. Eh, eh. Pretty good, right? Who's to say it didn't turn before the tree hit it? Well, that doesn't make any sense. That's who? it broke off from the continent. Who's to say it it didn't have any kind of rotation to it? <laughs> right. I'm saying that like. Oh, like the petrification happened after, yeah. Yeah, but if if that did happen, so okay, our timeline of events: we have a normal unpetrified forest on the edge of the continent. The tree hits it. 
it breaks off and begins to drift and spin whatever orientation it ends at or comes to rest because i assume it's not spinning right now it's like fairly stationary yes it is fairly stationary um whatever orientation it's at now the moss would start growing on a different side so then that it would be evidence of two patches of moss one older and more dead and one newer and then all of that would have petrified that's still useful information sure i'll roll knowledge nature to see if i can define that because otherwise Um... i can't really think of a way to do it other than like try to figure out which side of the island is more eroded than the other, but that's dicey. 12. Can uh, I assist would, this in some way? Would a survival check help at all to like look at yeah. I mean, any sort of markings or anything? Survival would that... probably be useful here, sure. Alright. That is a total of 18. So, Ched and Leolin are sort of like standing shoulder to shoulder and pointing at different markings and like the sky and making angles with their arms. Uh, <laughs> and they eventually come to the consensus that the, uh, the tree ship probably exited the Island, um, exit, like hit the Island, dragged across it, um, carried on. Like there was more land on the other side of this. Right. Uh, and this chunk broke off after it passed through. And it carried on in sort of the direction that the furrow is, like, pointing southeast. So it, we've confirmed, though, that, like, the furrow is still pointing in the same direction that it was when the continent originally broke. Yes. Okay. Uh, good enough for me. Let's continue on. Unless anybody needs to, like, take samples or, like, do anything here. As on IRB already did. Okay. Uh, I think they're the only ones that really need samples from this. Yeah. Uh, back aboard the ship, um, I want to do a roll call really quick to make sure all our dwarves are still here and one didn't get, like, ambushed and disappeared and we have to do, like, a, a search and rescue. <laughs> no, everybody's here. All right, it's, off we go. It's the smash ultimate of the Alchemist Club. <laughs> um, off you go. And with another day and a half of travel or so, you find a much larger landmass in the distance. Not like continent-sized, but uh, a reasonably large island. Um Ooh, this could be our home base. That is uh, scattered with additional petrified trees. Uh, You don't see any buildings here in this section, Um, but the more prominent feature is the skeletal tree trunk that is sprawled across the the forest at a at an odd angle. with a a furrow leading up to its base. And that's where we're going to stop the episode. My God, there it is. The old legends were true. I'm going to name that island Desmond Land. An elvish ghost ship.
<laughs> and I slowly raise up my camera and snap a picture. Uh-huh. It's, who says it's ghost land? If there's going to be ghosts. It could have survived. Uh, there's still going to be ghosts. Elven cannibals shall above. We did that one already. We, look, we already did that. We met some very nice elvish cannibals, okay? If they were the same kind as these, I, I would be totally they, fine with that. They only ate people who died naturally. And consented to it. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, they did consent. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's, we can get it, we can split hairs over whether or not cultural pressure is true consent, but. Or I have... if you can consent beyond death. I mean, that's. I do not want to get into this, but that's functionally identical to being an organ donor. You're being, yeah. Or if you're being reincarnated. Um, anyway, this we do not have to have a discussion about something that came up literally a hundred episodes ago, <laughs> or somewhere in that general vicinity. Um, I am Joe. I have been your host and your dungeon master for another thrilling D and D adventure. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on all manner of podcast hosting platforms, and our socials are... Find us at thealchemist underscore club on Twitter and at thealchemistclub on TikTok. And our intrepid adventures today were... Daniel playing Jet Fleet. Hey, all playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Layla. Waffle playing Baron Heiko of the Bustling Breeze. Somebody's better be writing these down so we can make sure he doesn't repeat any. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us.